May the Lord bless these words to our hearts and glorify his name through the preaching of the same. In Jesus' name, amen. The book of Isaiah can be described as the Bible within a Bible. The book, or rather, the Bible has 66 books in it. The book of Isaiah has 66 chapters. The Bible has the Old and the New Testament. And the book of Isaiah seems to divide itself naturally along those lines. When you read Isaiah 53, you cannot help but say, this is the gospel according to Isaiah. From Acts chapter 8 and verse 35, in response to the question that someone from this continent asked, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself of some, or some other man? We learn that this chapter is talking about Jesus Christ, our Savior, Jesus Christ, our King. By his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah 52, verse 13 to 15, which was read, is a preview to chapter 53. It is, so to speak, a trailer <laughs> to what is to come. It speaks of the work and success of the Lord's servant, Jesus Christ. His work impacts the whole world. And God the Father rewards him as a mediator. And as we get to Isaiah 53, we have profound and mind-boggling details of the grace and love of God for sinners. We see his patient endurance and his determination to save people through what many in the world would think does not make sense. According to 1 Corinthians 1, 18, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Let us have a brief overview of Isaiah 53 before we get to verse 5, which is our focus. We can see three sections there. The first section is Isaiah 53 and verse 1. And in there, we see the tragedy of unbelief. For me, this is the tragedy 
of all time. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The tragedy of unbelief. That is to say, many people in Isaiah's time, and even before, did not believe the word of God concerning his servant, God's servant, who would bring healing to their souls. Who has believed our report? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Even in the days of Jesus Christ, many despised his doctrine, the doctrine of Christ. In John 6 and verse 60, many disciples turned away when Jesus Christ declared himself to be the bread that came from heaven. He says in John 6 and verse 53, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Jesus offers real life and people flee from him. They abandon him. And not a few. We are told many. It is a tragedy when people would rather starve and die when food is readily and graciously available. What a tragedy. Tragedy of all time. Further, Isaiah 53, and this is the second section, verse 2 to 9, it provides details of the transaction that brings healing. The transaction that brings wholeness. And the transaction refers to the fact that the work of Christ involved him taking on our sin, getting punished for our sin, getting punished for it so that we can receive his forgiveness. He gets beaten, he is wounded, he is crushed so that we are made whole. He lives a sinless life. He lives a perfect life and dies on the cross so that we can receive his righteousness. Ah, it is done. The great transaction is done. I am my Lord's and he is mine. We'll shortly zoom in on verse 5 to underline some of those details. Before we get there, the third section, Isaiah 53, verse 10 to 12, which narrates the triumph that brings rewards. Yes, Christ dies on the cross according to the good pleasure of God, God the Father. Christ makes atonement for our sin and turns away the anger, the wrath of God. It is finished, he says, as he dies. 
God is satisfied. God is pleased. Jesus triumphs over sin and death on the cross and in the resurrection. Many sinners are rescued and they are declared righteous. Jesus is exalted. He is rewarded. He shares the spoils. He leads a train. And he distributes gifts to his people. And much more. On the day of judgment. He crowns them. How come? Wretched sinners like us. Receiving rewards from him. And yet we have done nothing to deserve them. The triumph that brings rewards. The transaction that brings healing. The tragedy of unbelief. By his wounds. Yes, by his stripes we are healed. What, what, what is this healing referring to? What exactly is it? In general, it means bringing soundness or wholeness to the entire person. Specifically, Jesus, of whom we read here, firstly, heals our guilt arising from the rebellion against the law of God. He heals our guilt arising from the rebellion against the law of God. Our guilt has its origin in the sin of Adam and Eve. When they disobeyed God, by eating the fruit that was forbidden. We, in them, broke God's law. And that breaking of God's law has consequences. consequences. And the consequence is eternal punishment in the lake of fire. The breaking of the law is what we term transgressions in verse 5a. Look at verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Take note of that terminology. Transgressions. Basically, this is an aspect or description of sin, which means crossing the line. If we define sin in general, in general as missing the mark, falling short of God's glory, transgression is crossing the line. Oh, a good example for the Zambian audience is going through the red traffic lights. And some drivers... I hope we have none here, are fond of doing that. That is a transgression. It is trespass. Many years ago, uh, when the late uh, Brenda Mutemba 
was working uh, for the Zambian police service, uh, she told my friends and I a story of a minibus uh, driver who drove on when the traffic lights were red. And by the way, red means stop. I think we need to be on the same <laughs> platform there. I hope that's how all of us interpret it. Okay? Just to be sure. Anyway, Brenda was on the other side and stopped the guy. And when he was asked why he did that, uh, the man said, uh, I'll, I'll use the local language and, and interpret it. He says, Buana, Kenzekaya Kapangono, Elo Kabuera Futi Kured. It literally means, boss, uh, the lights turned green just for a second and then back to red. I, I think it is easy for wretched drivers to go through the red light than believe what this man said. Regarding our transgressions, Jesus pays the fine by his stripes, by his wounds. On the cross, he paid the penalty for our sin. He pays the price on our behalf. Amazing love. That Christ was wounded for my transgressions. And that healing puts us in the right legal standing with God. Our debt is cleared. He's paid for it. Secondly, Jesus heals our damaged or ruined faculties of our being. Here I mean the heart, the thoughts, and the will. They are badly damaged. <laughs> they malfunction by nature. That state of man where he is damaged, he malfunctions, results in many sins which can be described as iniquities. Verse 5, but he was wounded for transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The Hebrew word has the connotation of being twisted or distorted or depraved. Jeremiah 17 verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We know that verse very well, but verse 10 says, I, 
the Lord search the heart. I test the mind. Even to give every man according to his ways. Yes, according to the fruit of his doings. Matthew 15, verse 19 to 20. Jesus says, the heart is a breeding ground for all sorts of sin. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These, Jesus says, are the things that defile a man. And you wonder why? You behave the way you do. It's because you are born in ruin. Your heart is desperately wicked. It needs healing. Amazing grace. Jesus heals our hearts by the Holy Spirit. He does a very delicate surgery on the heart. A delicate operation. Yes, an effective one for that matter. Ah, actually, the Spirit circumcises our heart. Romans 2, verse 28 to 29. He says there, the Apostle Paul says, one is not just a Jew outwardly, but one is a Jew inside. How? By the circumcision which is done by the Spirit. The circumcision of the heart. That's how you become a real Jew. Someone who is born again. There has to be a regeneration. Ah. Actually, he removes the hard heart and puts in a soft one. Ezekiel 36 and verse 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. That operation, my friend, needs to take place. And when that surgery takes place, the person starts living for God and starts loving others. His desires, his affections are for the things that please and glorify God. Sinning is not his habit or lifestyle. One whose heart has been transformed one whose heart has been circumcised seeks to obey the law of God and loves God's people. Oh, my friend, once you come for healing from your sin, from your iniquities, look to Jesus. By his wounds, we are healed. Oh, he heals our rebellion. 
he heals our ruin. But thirdly, and lastly, Jesus heals our restlessness. And that, 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 that is captured, is it not? Look at verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Take note of this phrase. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. And then verse 6. Oh, we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Ah, we are restless. Truly, we are. You may not admit it this morning, but search carefully in your heart. You are restless. We run away from God and seek our own inventions. Huh. Augustine said, you have made us for yourself. And our hearts are restless until they find rest in you. We go astray. We get lost. And perhaps we have tried to find rest in temporal solutions. We get some form of relief, but it is not lasting. And you say it is not working. It is not working because you still have issues to sort out with your maker. Go back and confess your wanderings and plead for forgiveness. Come back to God. Come to God. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24 and 25 says, Jesus himself bore our sins in his own body on the cross yes on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes we are healed for and take note of that you were like sheep going astray but now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. What grace, what mercy that the wounds of Christ, that the stripes of Christ can bring us close to the Father, can deal with our wandering minds, our hearts, and our wills. What grace. Oh, find rest, my soul. 
in God alone. Look at what the hymn writer says. O Christ, in thee my soul hath found, and found in thee alone the peace, the joy I sought so long, the bliss till now unknown. I sighed for rest and happiness. I yearned for them, not thee, but while I passed the Savior by, his love laid hold on me. I tried the broken cisterns, Lord, but ah, the waters fled. The waters fled. Even as I stooped to drink, they fled and mocked me as I would. The pleasures lost, I sadly mourned, but never wept for thee. Till grace, the sightless eyes received thy loveliness to see. Now none but Christ can satisfy none other name for me. There is love, there is life, and lasting joy. Lord Jesus found in thee. By his wounds, by his stripes, we are healed. How, how do we put this together? And I know there could be a question from someone here. But, but what of my physical healing? Where is it? Doesn't Matthew 8 verse 17 apply this verse to physical healing? Physical ailments? Well, the healing that Jesus and the apostles performed are like trailers to the greatest healing mankind needs. Can you imagine, you know, watching the trailer of a movie that you love. And usually there would be like 30 seconds. Some are much longer. And they show you some snippets of the bigger thing. And even the, when the movie comes out, you're still looking at the trailers. And people have gone to watch the whole movie. You, you're still on the 30 seconds. And people would say, you know, what's wrong with you? There are details somewhere. Go and see the plot. Go and see the whole picture. See how it comes out together. The physical healing is a picture of the spiritual balm applied to people's souls. And by the way, in case you don't know, all those who are physically healed died. Let's agree on that. But none who was spiritually healed is languishing in hell. There is a bigger picture.
picture to the physical healing, my friends. Those who are healed of the soul, they are in Abraham's bosom. I'm not saying that it's wrong to seek physical healing. Pray for healing and seek medical advice as much as possible. But know that eventually our bodies need an official resurrection before they become resistant to death and disease. They need to undergo that first. And that's the whole plot. That's the whole movie. Get over that and watch all of it in the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation and focus on the bigger picture. And that what, that's what Jesus was trying to drum in the hearts of the people. He multiplies the bread. He multiplies the fish. And they come looking for him. They follow him. Wherever he goes and he goes somewhere over the other side, they follow him there. They are looking for the food. They are looking for the physical. And Jesus rebukes them. You are not coming to me because you want to have life. It's because you had your fill. That's why you are coming. I am the true bread. I'm the true manna that comes from heaven. Eat of me. Drink of my blood and you will have life. That is the big point. That is the message of the miracles. By his wounds, we are healed. <clears throat> Jesus heals our rebellion. He heals our ruin and our restlessness. May it not be said of you, the harvest is past. The summer is ended. And you are not saved. Jeremiah 8 verse 20 to 22. May it not be said of you. For the heart of the daughter of my people I am hurt. I am mourning. Astonishment has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? Ha. May you, my friend, today experience the grace. Yes, experience the love of the great physician the magnificent and mighty doctor of our souls, Jesus Christ. By his stripes, we are healed. Oh, that you may go out of this place singing. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day. A day I will never forget. After I'd wandered 
in darkness away. Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy I'm telling. He made all the darkness depart. Born of the Spirit, that surgery, born of the Spirit, with life from above, into God's family divine, justified fully through Calvary's love. Oh, what a standing is mine. Legally, there's no liability. I'm in good standing with God. I have peace with God. Ha. Why? The transaction so quickly was made. When as a sinner I came, took of the offer of grace, he did proffer that substance transaction on that rugged cross he saved me oh praise his dear name his name is dear to me I love my God I love him so much he is altogether lovely oh daughters of Jerusalem May God grant you healing, the healing of your rebellion, healing of your ruin, and the healing of your restlessness through the cross of Jesus Christ for the glory of his name. Amen.